0: and Welcome to The Thirsty Mage, the podcast that's trying to find new and creative ways to try out the myriad of games we've had to skip over the years. Whether it's trying a new Oreo or a new strategy RPG, we're in the business of expanding our horizons. I'm your host, Jordan Rudek, and this week we're introducing a new format where we take a shot, rather than a pint, of a lengthy RPG before deciding whether we want to continue with it. Joining me in this experiment is a man who's always been up for experimenting with a new brew. It's David Lloyd.
1: Yes, I do love to experiment with uh, new experiences, and new games. However, I will say uh, ahead of time that I'm moody and emotional, and uh, make make snap decisions. So, if if in the spirit of this, uh, you know, new format as we go forward, we've already, uh, you know, we're going to talk about a game today. We've got another game that we're working on. Uh, there's going to be times where I'm, I'm down and up and all over the place.
0: I mean, I think that's almost the purpose of this, this new format, this new episode style or t- nothing, you know, just to make sure we're ever clear about this. This isn't you know, the episode of all the format of all thirsty mage episodes going forward, but just a new kind of style of something we want to try just to give us an opportunity to, you know, dig out the backlog and see Mix which games up. we want to spend more time with. Right. hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think the, it might be that the subtitle of this game uh, is going to be de- defining your mood for, for, for this <laughs> one, at least, and maybe the next game we do as well. Uh, but yeah, we're talking uh, today about Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen. Uh, this is a PS3 and Xbox 360 game originally uh, released in May 2012, basically worldwide uh, around uh, all the different regions got it in May of that year. So this game is more than 10 years old. Uh, The Dark Arisen kind of expanded version, uh, that content came a year later. uh, And so the Dark Arisen version is the one we are playing. Uh, I played on Switch. Uh, The game was heavily discounted uh, down to about seven or eight dollars Canadian. Very, very cheap. So it felt like it was a good time to jump in. Finally, Uh, David, where did you play this game? I played it on my Steam Deck and I
1: also paid about seven bucks. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, uh, that might be another theme with the, <laughs> the five hour <laughs> yeah. trials we're doing here is that if, if it's, if it's an opportunity to grab something that's been on a wish list or if it's on, you know, a uh, game pass or, or PS plus or something like that, uh, th- this feels like that. Th- th- those are the games we're going to kind of be finding here. So to that end, like if it's something that, if this sounds good to you or something, some of some, game you might want to try, hopefully you'll be able to get it uh, at a similar discount or similar, uh, uh, maybe free price for your your subscription service uh, that would be kind of good too. Um, so let's let's get right into it here. Dragon's Dogma, uh, David. What what's your experience been like with the game? What did you think? You know, beginning, middle, end. Where where are you at with this one?
1: So uh, I, I did not play past the five hours. I I put in my five hours and uh, and and that's where I stopped. Uh, the highest compliment that I will give the game, I think, is uh, that. The amount of money I paid um, is about the amount of uh, enjoyment I got out of it. Seven dollars <laughs> worth. Right. That's right. Um, I don't know. It was. It was weird. It, it. It was one of those games. Like to put it into context, this came out at the same time as uh, Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, which, which is an infinitely better game. <laughs> so I'm sure this got it's uh, it's uh, lunch eaten by a do- uh, Skyrim back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll compliment uh, Capcom, I think was the uh, developer yeah. here. Yeah. Um, the compliments I will give it though, is it was different. It wasn't like it was an action RPG, but it did some things that I haven't really seen before. Um, now I haven't seen since, so maybe that says something too, but I mean, a few, a few neat things that it does. Uh, I guess the things that stood out for me were they, they had this pawn system, they called it, um, the story was really weird because it was basically like the, the character, your, your nameable character, your created character, whatever. Cause that was the big thing back then was that, um, they were, they had their heart eaten early or I think it was, yeah, it was the whole heart. It was ripped yeah, out of like your chest and eaten. By a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. So now you have like, you're basically walking around with no heart and the dragon. And there's like this link between you and this dragon for whatever reason, uh, Anyone who's watched the, the movie Dragonheart, it really feels like something out of that. Um, I think it was the opposite, though. I think the dragon put his heart in the guy or something. That anyway. Right, um, yeah, so the, the why there was this connection wasn't really explained yet. I'm sure maybe if I played more than five hours, they'd explain it. But there is also this other dimension where these pawns, are, which are basically just humans with no emotion, they're just basically drones. Um, you go and you basically recruit them to be on your your killing squad, I guess. You can have up to three characters walking around with you that, uh, you know, you got your warriors, mages, uh, rogues. Uh, I think that might be. No, there's seven, be there's seven
0: classes in total, but some of them are more advanced. So I think at the beginning, yeah, you have like a warrior, or fighter, uh, a rogue uh, who can do ranged combat. And then you have Wizard. a mage. And those are the three at the beginning. But there are other the
1: advanced classes yeah. too. Uh, yeah so you you basically round out your team and then at the beginning you're basically just kind of uh, you start off at this little fill- fishing village and then you're kind of moving your way up and um you know so that there's the three characters that you never control like they're doing their own thing you, you can assign them uh it's not really actions per se, but you can define their personalities. So if mm-hmm. you want someone to be aggressive, you can give you can have them like attack despite whatever their health is. Or if you have someone fight conservatively, they they'll heal them. They'll, you know, focus on healing or whatever. It's almost like, like
0: it. giving them tactics, right? Like it yeah. kind of not, not not advice or to like do this exactly. But here's the kind of pattern I want you to follow. And we, we've seen other games do that where you can kind of tailor your your npcs or your 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 party members uh, fighting style a little bit right
1: it reminded me of final fantasy 12 which would have came out a couple years earlier i guess Mm -hmm. uh in this in the sense where like there you you assign the tactics now final fantasy 12 is much more specific like you could literally say like more specific yeah. (laughs) yeah so you could really tailor it but this one was more general I was thinking um, a little
0: bit of um, Dragon Quest or uh, no, not Dragon Quest, Dragon Age Origins. Uh, I think that I mean, yes, I believe you can yeah. you can tell your party exactly what you want them to do, but I think you can also give them tactics like what kind of style you want them to have as well. Yeah. Just so you're not spending all that time necessarily deciding every single action they do, which can be tedious. So I think we have seen this in other other games for sure.
1: Yeah. And this is an action RPG. So you're in a third person perspective. uh throughout the game and so you're you don't really have an opportunity to even command anyone really because you're more focused on your own thing sure and uh it's kind of like your standard you know action rpg with the you know, jumping and punching and slashing or whatever but there's this one strange thing to the whole uh, combat and, and there's like a grab mechanic where basically like you can grab enemies or you can climb enemies Um, there's kind of like this little prologue where you're playing at these, as these characters from the past. And, uh, so you kind of get a taste of what the combat will be later in the game, but, uh, your pawns can literally like put them in a full Nelson and then you can just stab (laughs) them, (laughs) (laughs) which is really funny. Um, there, there's like these huge, uh, monsters that you can grab them and then you can like climb on their back and just stab them in the back while you're like trying to rodeo and stay on. it's just really strange. And this and this is all happening with kind of your clunky, uh, you know, PS3 era graphics. So it's there, you know, the, the it's it's this weird, like the movement can feel a bit weird. Uh, I know Paige had mentioned that I think she played like an hour and got sick, yeah. <laughs> for like motion sickness from it, because especially when you're on the monsters, like the camera. Uh, the camera shakes with you, like when the monster's trying to shake off. So it's it, it can be disorientating in a certain sense, and sometimes you don't even know where. Like there was this one monster I was on, and um, it was like yeah, a hydra. So I'm like climbing up a snake-like figure, but I'm not going like straight up. I'm kind of like circling around, and I'm like how trying to like manipulate the joystick so that I'm still going up and not just around and stuff. It was it was strange. Yeah, it's a little cumbersome. With some of the creatures to try to get
0: like to the point on their body that you want to be, whether that's yeah cutting off the hydra's head or getting to the top of the cyclops so you can stab it in the eye. Like some of that is not as easy. Like I think it's a it's an interesting premise of yeah climbing these monsters out of something like uh, Shadow of the Colossus or something. But obviously in that game, it's I feel like it's done a lot done a lot better. But this one, yeah, you know, I, I commend them for kind of in- introducing new mechanics to this type of game, this Skyrim style uh, of action RPG. And the game, you know, meeting the NPCs, getting their side quests and stuff like that, it's all, you know, pretty, these are things we've all experienced before. Uh, I think it's done well enough. Um, I wish the signposting was a little bit better. I, I know, I think we've had a similar uh, issue with the, our time with the games that trying to figure out where to go next exactly, who to talk to, what the order of operation should be, not all of that is is crystal clear. Um, you can pick up a, a lot of side quests and trying to find out who you're supposed to talk to next and try to decipher even the, the city maps and things like that is not all that easy. Uh, These are things I'm really thankful for in more contemporary games. And I know it's, you know, we say it's 11 years old, but in video game years, 11 years is a long time. That's like a generation and a half, right? So a lot has changed from PS3 and 360 era to now um, and playing these games after, you know, playing more contemporary games that just have all these quality of life features um, it, it really is a little bit tough to go back, so I think that that's one of my impressions with uh, Dragon's Dogma. Here is that it, it hasn't aged gracefully, and I, I can understand why people would like it. I think the pawn system is neat. I think that yeah, you know, some of the climbing and combat mechanics are neat too. But um, yeah, this game is is definitely in need of an update, and 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 that, that that's another reason why I wanted to do this as well is that we got an announcement uh, recently about Dragon's Dogma Two. We know this game is getting a full sequel you know a long time after the original so hopefully you know they've they've learned a lot in the intervening years and whatever team is working on this game from capcom is going to uh you know just absorb all the all the games that have come uh, before it and and know uh, what kind of what makes a compelling action rpg
1: now yeah the the sign was definitely one of my biggest uh, pet peeves in this game because now there like you said there is kind of a map that's on the screen and it It does now and then show you like a circle of like, oh, this is where your quest, this is where you need to go to get the quest. And so, you know, I was following it for the most part, but very early on, there's a, it gets to a quest where it's like, well, you have to talk to this girl at night on this pier. And I'm like, I go to the pier, no one's there. And I'm like, okay, well, how do I, how do I make it night? Like, I don't know. I don't recall them ever telling me that I had to go to the inn Mm -hmm. to rest. And then I had to choose the option to, to rest until nightfall, which was OK, fine, whatever. So, uh, you know, I figured it out. I go and talk to the girl and she's like, oh, I want you to go to this island to, uh, uh, you know, I need I need help on this island. So I'm like, OK. So then we go to the island and, you know, you get dummied very, very early mm-hmm. like it. And then I Google it and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, did I miss something? And then I realize it says like, oh, well, that island is actually the DLC And uh, you shouldn't even think about trying this until you beat the game.
0: (laughs) It's basically (laughs) post-game content. And I tell you to go
1: there the first hour or two. It's so funny. And it's the quest. Like, that's what the quest was. It has
0: a quest marker, yeah. I
1: mean,
0: the assumption is, like, you're starting a new game and maybe carrying over your your level or something like that. And then you're starting the Dark Arisen content. It's very weird. But... Yeah, not certainly not done in any kind of
1: seamless way. Like very much easy to deceive uh, new players to the series, I'd say. And you definitely like, and and even then. So as I'm trying to figure out, I thought, well, you know, I guess I was looking at this as kind of a Skyrim thing in the sense that, like, with Skyrim, you could kind of just look around and see what's going on and maybe duck into a cave here and fight a couple people. So I thought, well, you know, I can't figure out what I'm supposed to do, so maybe I'll look around. There's side quests everywhere. Like there's uh, these green question marks above people's heads where they'll ask you to do things. So I'm like, okay, I'll do a few side quests. I'll figure it out. You know, and there's one where the guys, like go down to the well and see what's going on down there. There's like an enemy down there. So I'm like, okay. So I get down there and there's this big lizard. And so, you know, I got four, four party members or three party members with me and there's one lizard and he's like a damaged sponge. But after like a few minutes, I finally, finally kill him. And then all of a sudden four of the exact same <laughs> boss jump out. And I'm like, well, are you kidding me? <laughs> like yeah, I'm practically kind of dead. And I, like I was dead within seconds. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is clearly not something I could do now. So then, uh, you know, I, w- I go back to this, uh, fort nearby and, and I'm like, all right, is there somewhere else I can go? So I, they tell me about these bandits in a cave. So I'm like, okay, you know, walk in there. And, uh, again you know i see a couple bandits in one room so i start attacking them and realize like they're way over leveled t- compared to what i am and then all of a sudden four bandits run out of another room and i can't even get out of the room now so i'm yeah, like getting yeah. just creamed by six bandits i'm like my god like i can't do anything in this game Mm -hmm.
0: yeah the beginning is it can be tricky right if you're not if you're not going to certain places or you kind of stray off the beaten path I, i don't know that it rewards exploration as much here it's more like hey i found this place it's clearly not ready for me to do yet i need to come back there later um but in that first five hours you really do want to follow the main story quests of like yeah you you get to this village you encounter the hydra you meet like this uh, warrior woman who's kind of um, I don't know if she works for the the, the, the Duke or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then you end up taking the Hydra head to this big castle. And the big castle is kind of like the center center point of the first act. I think the game consists of kind of three three acts loosely. Um, so you do this and then it opens up these other big quests. But what happened to me? One of the one of the kind of bigger quests at the end of Act One, you have to go to this fortress, and um, so th- this is the good story that I have. The game you, you you've shared a couple of good ones, David. I think that <laughs> what's kind of fun about this five hour five hour trial uh, format is that we can have these good stories, even if we don't see the end of the game and give like a review score or anything like that. We're at the very least able to you know, tell a story and hey, two people on to play it based on that? So I got this. I got this major quest from the kind of the, the sergeant-at-arms or something from uh, at the major castle there. And he tells me, okay, you got to go to this fortress. We've got an army there. We need to take back the fortress or take back the castle from the, these orcs. And I have to do this big trek to get over there. I take the long way around because I haven't explored too much of the map. There's supposed to be a, a cave that make maybe you can get to uh, the, the fortress a lot easier, but I, I take this long way around. In, in this long way, I get caught in this forest, and it's dark. Uh, and at nighttime and you have to pull out a lantern to kind of light your way. Uh, so I've got this lantern, but the lantern can run out of oil. And so uh, my lantern is running out of oil. I'm getting swarmed by all these orcs. They just keep coming. My, my pawns are dying. I have to keep reviving them. And I'm like, God, this is the end. I'm going to lose all my progress. Um, I've made up this way, you know, spend a 30 minutes in this forest. I'm going to, I'm going to lose all of that. I'm going to have to start over again. Um, One thing happens to me, I get I get blinded by one of these orcs. And when you get blinded, when you get the status effect blind on your character, you basically can't see anything like the the screen just goes black. I'm like, am I glitched out here? Like, is my lanterns (laughs) on? Like, I can see I'm, I'm carrying my lantern. I've got this sliver of light beside me, but I can't see anything on the screen. And fortunately, I had one potion like one cure all remedy type potion to get rid of status effects. And I use that. I get rid of the blind effect. And at that point I just run. I'm like, I don't care. You know, my pawns are gonna die. I'll have to go revive them at the temple or whatever later, or the the seeing stone or whatever it is. But I'm I'm gonna run to this fortress and see what happens. So I get to the fortress. I have only got one pawn left, and I didn't at the fortress I couldn't find where, where I have to complete this quest. I couldn't find like a place to um revive my fallen pawns. So it's just me and one other guy. And, I, and so I have to kind of sneak into this fortress um, and open up the big, the big gate for the rest of the army that's waiting outside. Uh, so there's tons of enemies in there. I can take down some of them, but I'm mostly still running around here. Long story short, I let the army in and the army gets killed. Like The head of the army gets killed. I fail the quest. <laughs> and and I, I have to I have to go back, uh, you know, head in my hands or tail between my legs, back to the main castle and tell them, you know, we've completed the quest, but it failed. <laughs> and so I guess that counted. Like I still got experience and everything for it. But but now like that soldier is dead. I guess. So oh so now like, the head, their head of the army is just gone, and the rest of their the rest of their soldiers have kind of I don't know if they disbanded or they had to kind of you know hobble back to the castle with me or something like that. But it was just a pretty crazy like hour or hour and a half that I spent just doing this one quest of traveling to the fortress that's been infested with these orcs getting our asses kicked by, by all the all manner of creatures that are in this castle. And then on top of it, failing the quest and having to go back to the <laughs> castle and admit the failure. So the game has, it has some kind of really interesting moments and, and I guess interesting quest lines that can go in kind of unique ways. And I guess that, that obviously, the skyrim comparisons are apt but it has that versatility like skyrim does too where there's kind of multiple ways to go about things or different ways to get to your objective i guess i i I like I, i respect it i like it for that
1: yeah i guess the uh my my craziest story uh was the there so there's near the end of the five hours there was um you have to kind of go under the city to this area where the ponds like I don't know the ponds have this area under the city that they used to like congregate at or something and there's an evil presence there now so they're like yeah go down can you go down and see what's going on down there so I'm like okay fine and uh you know so I make it down to the bottom and there's this massive ogre uh near the bottom and I'm shooting at it like I'm a rogue so I'm shooting arrows it's not doing anything I'm like, OK, I go like jump on its back and I'm just stabbing, 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 stabbing. It's not doing anything. Um, The, the ogre like destroys all three of my pawns. So I'm like, OK, I'm, I'm booking it out of there. Uh, this is when I realized that if you run away really like really far from an enemy, the the pawns will respawn beside you, even yes, though they're that's dead. Right, that's right, <laughs> so, yeah. so you can just revive them. <laughs> so I did that and I'm like, OK, I like I have no idea what I'm supposed to do here. So. You know, I go on, uh, go online and see like, uh, how do you defeat the ogre? And there's not no real explanation. It's just like whatever I was doing was what they expect was what I was expected to do. So yes. I'm like, oh, okay, I have no whatever. I'll try again. At this point, I was ready to give up because I'm like, if this is like the wall of of difficulty that I can't progress anymore because of this ogre, like screw it, I'm not playing anymore. So I go back to the ogre. And same things happening, and I like, I'm just not doing any damage. It's going to take like two hours to get, to kill it. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but all of a sudden the ogre, uh, you know, runs at me and, and I jump out of the way and then he falls, he falls off the stairs. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and he kills himself. Yeah. I think I, I
0: might've had that happen one time too. It was so funny. I'm like, okay, well that's good. Cause he had like two yeah. more health meters left to go.
1: Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think I might've taken like 10% out of him at that point. So yeah. I was, I, and it was funny cause he, he makes his weird, like it was almost like the Wilhelm scream at <laughs> the ogre. Was like, ah! And I'm like, what happened? What yeah, happened? That's good. That's good. The ogre's dead. But then the next infuriating thing happens where I get to the bottom and, uh, you know, I saved at that point. Cause I'm like, yeah, there's no way I'm fighting this ogre again. So I save and I make it to the very bottom and all of a sudden these, uh, tentacles are coming out of the ground and my pawns are like, you know, we have to get out of here. There's too many. And I'm like, okay, but I'm like attacking the, the tentacles and I'm killing a couple. And I'm thinking, okay, like, I don't know where, where my pawns went. So I'm looking around for them and all like, they're still coming up trying to attack me. So I can't figure out where to go for the life of me. Yeah. And I'm just doing circles and circles and I just die. And I'm like, okay, like maybe I'm not killing them fast enough. So I go down and keep doing it and I keep dying. They keep, the pawns keep saying like, Run, run, and I'm like, run where? Where do you want me to run? Like, there's nowhere else. Like, you can't. There's nowhere else in the bottom of the progress or whatever. And again, it doesn't work. And so, third time, go down, do it again. All the pawns are dead. I got nothing left. So I, it's, I was just like, screw it. I'm just gonna leave. I'll figure something. Out. I'll go to some other place for my last. Like, I think there's only an hour left of my playthrough at that point. So I just beeline it back to the entrance only to discover that was what I was supposed to do the entire time <laughs> <And> I'm like <laughs> yeah. why would I assume I had to go back just leave like you told me to go down there and, and you know defeat the evil and the guy's like oh man that's a it's a pretty, pretty bad dude down there. Maybe you shouldn't go down there. I'm like, oh, thanks. Thanks, buddy.
0: I mean, we, we can count on one hand, you know, maybe less the number of times an RPG has asked us to purposefully run away, right? Like that, that, yeah. that is the request. That is the way to advance is to run away. It just doesn't happen very often, right? We're just not, we're not accustomed to that. And Again, as silly as it is, as like, you know, as not familiar with that, Choice to make in an RPG for it to happen this early in this game is kind of nuts, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, is is it maybe kind of pushing us? Like, maybe you have to think of like outside the box, you know, those kind of solutions for later puzzles. Like, you know, discretion's the better part valor thing. You have to be considering that more often here. You can't just you know assume you're going to fight your way out of everything, which is which we usually do in a game like this, right? So, yeah, it, it, an interesting choice there for sure. That you get you get to the bottom of this temple. And your pawns, and it, it, maybe that's the lesson is that you're supposed to listen to your pawns. And and there are times in the game, maybe early on when you first meet the pawns, where it tells you like, oh, you have to pay attention to them. Like, you have to kind of notice what they're saying, that 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 is that's an important thing that happens here. So I don't know. It, it, it's funny. Like I, I, we had the exact same experience there. We get to the bottom. We're, we're fighting or trying to fight our way out. Why isn't this working? Why isn't this working? ah, uh, let's just run away. Oh, and that was the right answer. Like, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> and I, I'm sure we're not alone in this. I'm sure this has happened to other players too. But uh, it's just, it, I just thought that part funny for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, when you said other uh, out-of-the-box uh, solutions too was, so you'd, we had mentioned the Hydra. So there's this uh, fortress that you initially get to where they explain the pawn system. So that's when you you get your first pawns and uh you know so they go out and they're like oh you need to talk to this knight uh to get to get your next quest or whatever so i go talk to her and she's like oh go rest in the end so i'm like okay and then the hydra comes out so there's it's this massive boss yeah it's that's huge. destroying the fortress and like i don't even know how to hit the boss like because you can kind of run up to it and slash it but it's not doing anything and you can see um that it has like there's a health meter, but then there's multiple health meters underneath. So yeah. It's got like, like
0: eight or seven or eight health meters, right? So you're, you're thinking you're not supposed to beat this boss. Like this is yeah. like an hour into the, an hour or two into the game. Like you're, yeah. you're still very early on here.
1: Yeah. So the pawns are screaming at me to, to cut the heads. So I'm like, I don't understand how to, what, like, how do I cut the heads? So I'm watching the Hydra. Um, so they, like the Hydra will bite so there's not only is there your pawns there but there's also the the soldiers from the fortress that are also helping you fight and i'm watching the hydra you know come out and bite bite a soldier throw them up in the air and then swallow them yeah so i'm like okay i guess i have to slash at them when they are like trying to bite the soldiers or whatever and so you know, i'm standing next to a soldier and but it's not working like i whenever i attack it's the the, like the Hydra's already gone like it's bit the soldier and it's backed away like i can't attack so i'm like okay that's clearly not working so then i was um i was remembering uh have you ever seen the disney movie hercules oh the course, disney yeah. yeah so i'm thinking okay so in in that movie uh, hercules got swallowed and he cut the head off from from inside yeah so i'm like okay so then so i let myself get eaten And I, and I'm, you know, they show me uh, like in, in the gullet or in the throat of the hydra. And I'm thinking, okay, this is like, I just have to spam the the attack button and any second now, any second now it'll cut out. And I'm watching like my body go down. Like this, this is minutes, not seconds. Minutes of my body still inside the hydra, slowly going down the neck. And I'm thinking, okay, any second now, any second now. And then I get the death game over. Yeah, like, what the <laughs> exact cool. same, same doing thing
0: doing happened to me the exact same thing happened we had the exact same thought process i thought okay yeah. yes i probably have to do it from the inside because I, I was trying to climb around the outside i couldn't get to the top where i thought i'd be able to slash the head off uh, and so yeah I was like, okay yeah maybe you have to do it from the inside that there there's a logic there i suppose right we've seen that yeah. in, in movies sir sure. uh, maybe other games too but it was like
1: nope you just had to uh, you know third time was the charm i finally climbed up the neck yeah, yeah. got high enough and then i slashed and then it was like it was actually jarring because it was like, it immediately went to the cut scene where the Hydra's head was on the ground and the, right. and the knight was like, oh, you vanquished the Hydra. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, all I did was hit, like, attack once.
0: We were just flailing around randomly. We weren't trying to be successful here. We were just, you yeah. know, seeing what would work. But yeah, uh, this, it's funny. We, we, we I don't know, this game, it, it, it feels, it looks the same. It has some similar mechanics, but there's just something kind of, unexplainable or awkward about it. Right. It's, yeah. it, it's that it, it feels like that you're doing things and you don't know whether they will work or not, or that things you think will work. Don't, you know, there, there, there's something missing in that logic, I suppose. And, um, I, I, I don't know how many more hours it would take of playing this game to figure that out. Like I, 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 I played more than you. I probably played, you know, eight to 10 hours and I got a little bit further. I got into act two. I met, I met the Duke. I, I, I was given quest by him as well. Um, I, I finished kind of all the end of Act 1 quests that allow you to kind of have that audience with the Duke. And I, st- I still felt like at the end of all of that, like that I, I didn't have a great grasp of how to play the game well. Um, you know, even even upgrading my equipment or you know, changing out my pawns. I, did, I, I changed out my pawns a little bit. And fortunately I did because the, the beginning of Act 2, which is kind of where I wrapped up, um, you go to this uh, kind of castle in the distance. No, sorry, there's two parts to it. The first part is you are trying to uh, kill this griffin that has been kind of plaguing the town, I guess, or attacking merchants. So you have to set some bait for the griffin outside the main, outside the big castle. uh, And you, you, you're with a bunch of soldiers and you, you fight this griffin. If you don't kill the griffin, if you just wound it, it flies off to this tower way in the distance. So I have to walk this treacherous path through this valley to get to this tower and this 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 mission, the, the, the second half of this mission is just incredibly tough. Like I, I'm I'm barely scraping by here. You're going you're going through the kind of Griffin's Tower here. Uh, you're getting attacked by all these really tough enemies. Um, there's different things that can happen there. You can you can save some of the um, NPCs and the army that are with you. Uh, and, and I've had that experience already of like failing that fortress mission. So I understand like there's our opportunities to lose or to not lose the the kind of people that are in your, your company at that moment. But I get to this big arena uh, and it's the final showdown with this Griffin. And I, I'm literally down to my last like sliver of health here. Like I I shouldn't be able to win this. I'm, I'm running around. If I get attacked, I'm probably dead. I'm going around reviving my pawns. Uh, I, I, I was lucky enough to get a, I cashed in the first pawn. Did you you get Rook on your team? Is Rook the default pawn that everybody gets? Yeah, I think so. I had Rook, yeah. So so Rook is a mage. uh, And so at least I think he's a default mage. So he had healing, he had like a fire spell that he could cast or he can imbue your weapon with fire. I changed him in or I subbed him out for another mage who had a healing spell, but had some kind of firewall type ability. And and unfortunately I did. Cause that was the only way I was going to take down this Griffin, but the Griffin had like, you know, three or four meters of health. It was really, really tough. It's flying around this arena. I've lost like almost all the soldiers from the army again, that, that have traveled with me here, but <laughs> it was one of those, like, you know, you, you, you win by the skin of your teeth. Like you, you're on your last life. Like you do that last hit, but if you get last hit, you're done. It was one of those moments. So I, yeah. you know, we love those. And I, I was really happy that kind of my final memory of the game is this really triumphant battle against this really, really tough Griffin. But the game, the game is hard. I, I think this is just a, a difficult game. Um, if you're not really paying attention to its mechanics and really trying to understand the systems and everything at play, um, I think it can be a really tough one to get through. Um, so I, I didn't call it quits after five hours. I wanted to see a little bit more. I, th- I thought I hit my stride a little bit. Um, I completed some side quests. I, I, th- I thought I was getting a little bit stronger. Um, I I think the progression is is interesting too. Like you you uh, you can kind of go and uh, unlock different skills and power them up. Um, and so you use those skills just by hold you hold a trigger button and then you you press one of your attacking buttons. Um, I'll 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 give this I'll give it this critique and I wonder if you had the same one, David. I think the stamina system is is really broken. Like you run out of stamina just from sprinting or using your abilities, and then your character like kind of leans over and starts huffing and puffing and you can't even <laughs> yeah. move you, 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 you're literally long. just you're yeah. just stopped you're stopped for like five seconds and yeah. in the middle of the fight i mean that's life or death right so you really got to be very careful about your stamina meter and i think that holds the game back it, it makes it a little bit more a little less actiony and a little bit more kind of you have to kind of go back go in come out go in come out kind of thing so uh that that is a critique i would have about the game and i hope that the second game Ah, uh, whenever that comes out, uh, eliminates that kind of restrictive stamina system,
1: yeah, like I don't I don't mind, I think it's just the huffing and puffing part. like I don't yeah, mind it yeah. just kind of, uh, you know, where it's like, well, now you can't use your specials. like that that sure, makes sense to me. Fine. like okay, yeah. let that recharge. but no, like you're just helpless. Like, you're just standing there trying to catch your breath and and you're you're just there helpless. yeah, i I had to abuse some of the potions for I to like too. get your stamina back because it's like, well, you know, if I stand for much longer, the yoga is going to like punt me off the, you know, whatever. Like I had to it, use it a yeah. few times. So but, yeah, when uh, I was
0: getting stuck in that forest, you know, surrounded by orcs or goblins <laughs> yeah. and stuff, I'm like, I'm like, I'm just chugging back stamina potions here, like trying, trying to find my way out and just seeing what, seeing what would work. Cool. Um, there seems to be a, a crafting system as well. Like you can, uh, different components that you have in your inventory. You can craft potions kind of on the fly. I think that's neat. Mm-hmm. Um, you can collect a lot of monster parts as well and maybe use them with with items or with weapons. I, I didn't I didn't get into that enough. Um, Did you
1: ever uh, unlock fast travel?
0: Oh, yes, that's a good that's a good one. So there is a fast travel. Um, there's You can also pick up fast travel points and put them wherever you want, which is really neat. Um, in, in theory, in practice, it doesn't work. At least I didn't find it to work super well. So there's a, there's an item you need to buy and you might pick it up f- that allows you to fast travel. It's some kind of bell or lantern or some type of item like that. It's a consumable item. then you know, strike one. So you fast travel by using this consumable item. You can go to anywhere that has like this portcullis crystal kind of thing. And you find these, I think that the, the bottom of that, um, pawn dungeon where the worms keep popping out that, I think that blue crystal is one you can teleport to. So there's, oh. these, there's these crystals you can pick up and they, they, you, they're ones you can teleport to. So you could move it somewhere where you want to have a fast travel point, but you also find them just in, in dungeons in cities. Uh, and ideally you would leave it there because, you know, in theory, that's a place you want to go back to. So the, the big castle has one. I think some of the areas just have one built in, and I think you can pick those up and as an item, and then drop them somewhere else later, and that becomes a new fast travel point. But if you don't have those fast travel items in your inventory, you can't travel to those those portals that you can pick up and move. So there's a lot of little steps there. Again, yeah. none of that's explained. I just had to learn through <laughs> yeah, trial <you> know. and error, <laughs> and I I used like my one fast travel item to go back to the to the castle, and then when I really needed it, I didn't have one, and so that that was kind of
1: brutal. Well, d- um, yes, because so. Um... When, when i started playing he had mentioned oh you you need to go up to the castle so i'm like all right so i headed headed up to the castle uh i got jumped by like at least 15 wolves yeah, it had to yes, have been 15 Yeah, packs. It. the
0: rooks keep or the pawns keep telling you they travel in packs like,
1: oh man oh yeah. they're packs all right and then so and then i got jumped by bandits yeah and then i finally get to the gate on the way to the castle and the guys like we're not letting you pass and i'm like come on <laughs> so then i had to walk all the way back to the forest, got yeah. jumped by the bandits, got jumped by the wolves again. Yeah. And I'm like, what is, like, w- what is going on? Like, yeah. I don't understand why. And it it's so far away. Like, it's yeah. not even, it probably took me five minutes just to walk back to the, from like the forest to the, the gate. And mm-hmm. that was a huge, it, like you're looking at the map and you're like, it shouldn't take this long. <laughs> yeah. Even with sprinting,
0: your character just doesn't move that fast. And I no, this world isn't huge, but you just don't move very fast through it. And so it it, it it's made to feel a little bit bigger maybe for, for that reason. Um, but yeah, I, I know, I know the part you're talking about, you're supposed to carry this Hydra head on a cart through the mountain path. And then, you know, they let you in at the castle. go like, Oh, you know, you're this, this champion. because you, you slain your, you, you damaged the Hydra or something like that. Um, yeah. And I think the, once you get past that, I think the game does open up. But it it is one that is, I think it's a slow burn probably throughout. Uh, I think it just it takes a long time to to get interesting. You know? And that, that early part is so treacherous that it's probably likely to put off a bunch of people, too, that, you know, if you're not super experienced in games like this or you're not prepared to kind of like just kind of ease your way through it and kind of do a bit of trial and error to figure this game out. Uh, I think it's going to put people off. So for for that reason, it's tough, you know, Um, requires
1: determination. Yeah,
0: no, it absolutely Mm. does. And because it, because it's showing its age in that way, um, it's, it's hard, you know, it's hard to go back to this one. I think, I think that, the second one will be—I've I, I, just imagined that the second one will be a lot better and, and hopefully more user-friendly. hopefully a little, bit, a little bit more approachable, you know. And I think we see that with games where the sequel comes out—you know, five, ten, fifteen years later. There's so much distance in between that and the original that I think they understand. Like, okay, mm-hmm. we have to know that this is a new generation of people playing this, and we we can't just expect them to, you know, play it like they played the first game or know all the things from the first game or something like that. So.
1: I'm curious if Dark Souls would have, I guess it it wouldn't. I was just thinking like for the difficulty thing, If mm. but Dark Souls came out in 2011 and yeah, they would have yeah. been developing this before that. So I don't, I don't think, sure. can't imagine that would have affected unless they're like, oh my God, look at this game. We got to make ours harder. But maybe it was just kind of the kind of prevailing thing was it's like, games games need to have this like get good thing or something yeah
0: it's it's funny like i'm really into souls games and and this one it doesn't feel
1: too much it's not precise enough like it's it feels too random the
0: combat is a lot better and at least i prefer the combat in dark souls like this combat feels a little bit more clumsy a little bit more you know start and stop you know and i and i get you have to do that in a souls game too but there's an elegance to it i think this one what uh, what class
1: did you go with
0: uh the fighter or the the melee one um okay just, just because i read that it has high defense and i'm like okay i'm playing this game for the first time uh, i don't really know anything about it like i want to ha- i want to make sure i can take a few hits and, and, and it, it, it was good for that because i i was quite tanky um and i could kind of maybe cheese my way through it a little bit just just knowing that i could take a bunch of hits before anything bad yeah. would happen so that was kind of nice um, I, 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 was also reading that the mage is a very difficult one to start with. So, uh, I was happy to have like a mage as a pawn rather than having to use one myself. So.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I went with the rogue, uh, just because that was, it felt Skyrim ish to me. Yes, so I'm like, yes, well, this, this is my preferred, uh, build in Skyrim. So maybe I'll just stick with the rogue and, you know, use my bow and arrow, which maybe it gets more, uh, gets does more damage later in the game maybe but it wasn't doing much early
0: (laughs) i I never felt like i was ever doing
1: much damage in this game i always felt like you know
0: maybe on the on the occasions when uh rook uh my pawn would put fire on my sword yeah and, and they're like oh wolves are weak to fire or, or goblins are, everyone seems to be weak to fire uh <laughs> for, for, for some reason uh and, and when you get the, the fire on your sword yeah then i felt like i was doing some damage but you know the thing that like lack of damage numbers like lack of like really being able to tell how much damage you're doing when you, when you swing your sword like all that kind of stuff it makes you feel a little bit ineffective you know and I, that that feeling persisted throughout the game i never felt like i was doing a lot of damage i'm just all these enemies i'm meeting i'm whittling them down bit by bit you know and again maybe this is just m- me not knowing how to play the game well but you know th- nothing really yeah. told me you know okay go here even you go to the to town you want to okay i want to buy a better sword in a town even that's an exercise in frustration like wh- wh- <laughs> where's the shop oh you 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 only sell items here you don't sell swords okay where's the sword shop well it's not indicated on the map y- your map isn't filled in of a town until you go to every store so you have to wander around the town just to find out what uh, what the establishments are. So that, that's another kind of frustrating yeah. thing. It's, it's hard w- to find your way. Yeah.
1: I was wearing my uh, potato sack for the majority of my five hours because oh, I yes. could, I never like I eventually found the armor um, yeah. in the main city, like near the end. But, yeah, I was running around uh, half naked for most it's of good because I just <laughs> couldn't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like at some point there's going to be a drop where I could put on some clothes. Right.
0: And I I rarely found anything substantial in the treasure chests either. Like I'd open a treasure and I'd probably find some gold, and I'm like, oh, this gold is not very helpful because I don't know where to spend it. You know, like I've yeah. got I've got all this gold. Tell me where I can go to use it. Uh, well, where I find items, um, maybe. But
1: those skills that you had mentioned about, like yeah, you learn skills at the end. That's right. I don't know yeah. if yeah. I've ever learned skills at in an inn before. It is like a it funny just...
0: place to go to improve your character. Yeah. The the yeah. seem to be these catch alls. You can change day to night, you can heal yourself, you can learn your skills there, you can talk to people, but yeah. you know, they're like they're like the they're like the pubs of the game or the bars of the game or something like that.
1: Well, and the save system was very uh unintuitive too, because they're like so there there's no save slots. There's mm-hmm there's only one save so if you save at any point like that like you overwrite something you're screwed that's right but there was one time where uh i was in the 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 one dungeon under the city and i'm getting dummied by the worms and i'm like okay like i i don't feel like waiting until i die so i just went to load and the only option was load last checkpoint right i'm like okay that was like an hour and a half yeah you don't want to do that (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like I, why I am remember, I back you know, here yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I had you had to want to close like load, you want
0: to like continue I think continue is the option yeah. you want as opposed to load the last checkpoint
1: well I had to yeah I had to close so I exited the game and then reopened the game. Went to load, went to load last or load save as opposed yes, to yes, load that's checkpoint. Right, that's right, yeah. And then I was back and I'm yeah. like, what in the world?
0: Yeah, it distinguishes between checkpoint and save, which is, which yeah. is, you know, again, a relic of the past. You know, it's not games aren't going to do that now. They might have an autosave or a quick save or something. And, you know, the game's slot. To play next.
1: Like I've, I can't remember the last game I've played where it didn't have a save slot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Multiple slots and stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we're so thankful for you. You get spoiled, you know,
1: like Trails into Reverie. You know, there's like 100 right. save slots, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah, toddler, I got, yeah, I got mad at Final Fantasy 16 because it limited me to 50. Yeah, yeah I know. Isn't uh,
0: that funny? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, like, we're only 50? Spoiled. What yeah, the? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, if you're reviewing a game and you only have one or two slots, like it's brutal. Like it really sucks. Oh, yeah. you, especially <laughs> if you want to you get footage for an RPG to do a video review and there's only one save slot you're hooped. you literally have to stop yourself like oh this seems like a good part to record or maybe you just finished like a, a really interesting part that would be part of your review oh well i can't do that because i already i already finished it i only have the one save slot so that could be very yeah. frustrating but yeah so you know our final call here after five hours uh david i think you've made it pretty clear your position <laughs> is yeah no <laughs> a, a resounding uh a, a full-throated dark arisen, nope yeah. Um I I I did go past the 5 hours. I was happy that I did that cuz I think I had some pretty cool moments with the game. But but ultimately I do I do find it a little bit more uh frustrating than than uh, satisfying to play. Um the I think the moments that uh kind of bring me uh enjoyment uh, and entertainment are a little bit few and far between with this one. Um I that said, I, I, having played it, I am more interested in the sequel. Like I'm going to pay more attention to it cuz I think there is a lot of potential here. And and I can see this game trying and just missing missing the mark on things that its contemporaries did better, right? Skyrim is a more organized, uh, easy to play game. It's more it's more approachable. Uh, the way the way the map fills in, figuring out where things are and where to go is a lot better. Dark Souls, the combat is better. Uh, the game the game feels I think it feels better to play and to move in this game. This this game feels a little bit slow and clunky. Uh, the, the jumping, the the sprinting, the the stamina mechanic, all that just doesn't feel great. Um, so I I am eager to see what the sequel brings, and, and I'm glad we got a chance to try this one.
1: Um, yeah, uh, I yeah. think modern technology could could make this game good. Like I think it's it may be one of those things where the ideas were too far ahead. Like yes, they were sure. Like what they wanted to do just wasn't possible with the technology they had, and maybe now that it's they have much more options i think it is something that could potentially be a lot better
0: yeah
1: Um. i would even say for like for the six or seven bucks we paid i, I like i'm not gonna complain like it oh, was worth, absolutely it was not, worth no. seven bucks just to like yeah. to give it a try and like you said it it, it was neat it was unique enough that I, i'm gonna go watch the trailer now for the new dragon dog because yeah. because yeah like it it is possible that they could take what you know and they have so many things in between that and this that they could easily uh pick up new like understand where their mistakes were for sure I, I think the pawn yeah.
0: system is interesting i think i think it's a it's a it's a cool system to kind of choose your npc companions uh there's also a, an online multiplayer component to this where people who are playing the game their pawns or their characters become pawns or something like that and you can recruit yeah. them to your team like it's neat i i didn't really play around with it too much but i i like that they're 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 trying right it's it's almost like the Dark Souls system of summoning um, uh, another person to join your game, right? Yeah. Even that didn't work very well and still doesn't work super well, right? So you see these companies experimenting with these these first HD consoles, right? The first generation of HD consoles. You have developers probably spending a long time to make these games because it's now that, that first HD generation trying new things, things that obviously weren't going to work. Dragon's Dogma has this Dark Arisen expansion that adds more content. It would have been really interesting to, to compare, for us, compare the original release with the Dark Arisen expansion and see how much changed in that year. I bet you it was a bunch. I bet you yeah. it wasn't just new content. I bet the game play, maybe played better as well. Um, maybe someone out there will correct us if they have that experience. But uh, I, I definitely want to like look into this game more. I want to watch some speed runs. I want to see people finish the game and see how it ends. Uh, all of that stuff. So absolutely a worthwhile experience but i'm 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 calling it quits a little bit after 5 hours closer to 8 to 10 for me uh and i think that's uh, where we'll where we'll wrap up here mm-hmm. um but yeah we're going to continue this series uh the next game that we have lined up and we've both already started it is lost sphere uh that is a Tokyo RPG factory game uh we already covered i am setsuna on the podcast um, this game feels very similar to that, looks almost the same. Uh, so we'll see you know, how our five hour experience with Lost Sphere goes.
1: Um, I think it's part of the PlayStation Essential, yes, yes, yeah, that's Yeah, because right. Square Enix dropped like all these games into their Essential, and I remember downloading a bunch of them, and I'm pretty sure Lost sphere was one of them it I is think.
0: david because that, that's where i'm playing it actually i realized oh, okay. like okay i've, I've still my lost sphere copy on switch is still sealed so i'm like ah, i might as well just keep that sealed if it's already yeah, free too. on playstation <laughs> right yeah so yeah. why yeah. open that if we can play it somewhere else for for free well, right so I, or, what what's funny
1: is i i ended up um buying it for five dollars on steam before oh, there you go <laughs> Re- so i'm actually playing the steam version because i didn't actually. realize i had lost Sphere when i bought it for five bucks yeah 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 there you go
0: well, yeah, and again, again, I you you can get these games cheap. This is kind of a nice thing, and probably a theme that will continue. We, you know, we're not we're not probably not playing paying $70 for these games and then only playing five hours, you, you feel a little bit more compelled to go all, your way, all the way through. Mm. But it's nice, yeah, you know, getting these games on a discount or with subscription service, the fact that we can just try them out and, you know, give some impressions, I think uh, it's going to be a fun uh, fun thing for us to do going forward. So Lost Fear, that'll be our next one. Uh, not sure when that will release. We've still got to put more time into that one, but stay tuned for more of these types of episodes from us. Uh, if you have other games you'd like to see us, you know, integrate into this five-hour trial format. Let us know. Happy to get that feedback. Uh, David at thethirstymage.com. You can reach out via email. Uh, We're on Discord. Uh, You can also leave a review, feedback, uh, wherever your podcast app is or on Spotify uh, for the Thirsty Mage. That would be fantastic. Um, we're going to have episodes coming up soon on uh, probably another deep dive on Final Fantasy 16. We're going to get back to Diablo 4 as well with we, uh, as we get into the season content. Uh, I know Kay- I'm sure Casey started that. I'm, I'm doing the season content as well. It's fun. Um, and then a Pikmin 4 episode. I think uh, Ka- uh, Paige and Casey will uh, maybe join me for one on Pikmin 4. Uh, probably a deep dive spoiler cast kind of type when, when, we, uh, when we get through it. Uh, but that'll do us for this episode. Uh David, did I miss anything? Anything else coming up that you uh you know of that I may have
1: missed? No, uh, I think that's it. Mostly just been focusing on the podcast episodes. Uh, the summer's usually busy, so yeah not as not as much time to get uh, all these extra games in so
0: it's not like when we were kids and the summer was the time when we did play all these games now that was the time yeah. when we have to you know watch our kids and and stuff like that so it's
1: uh taking to baseball and all that jazz
0: oh yeah my kids just started a bike camp today and of course this is the first rain we've had in vancouver in like two or three weeks <laughs> of course it's today right i mean we we needed the rain desperately for uh, the crops and everything but yeah yeah uh, so, yeah, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Hope everyone has a great evening. Uh, again, if you enjoy this format, this episode, let us know, please. Uh, we'll continue to make more of them. Uh, and we'll in, in addition to our, our deep dives and our impressions of new game type episodes as well. I think Dave and I will do a Trails into Reverie episode, uh, maybe uh, getting into August there when he gets through the game. Uh, but, yeah, that's it for us. Uh, and we'll talk to you again on the first stage. Bye. Bye.